Hello, you're listening to Spirit Life Teachings with T. Jason Price, founder of Power for Freedom Ministries. Check out full sermons, encouraging words, and more on our YouTube channel, Facebook page, and website, all linked in our show notes. Now, here's T. Jason Price. And we are going to start Spirit Life. If you're on Facebook, comment, share, like the page, tell us where you're watching from. If you're on YouTube, and you already subscribed. Thank you for that. Share it to your friends and family. And if you're watching or, or watching, listening on our podcast, keep sharing that as well. And I believe getting a nod, we're good to go. So let's pray and get started. Father, we thank you for tonight. We thank you for your word. We thank you for depositing into our heart and just overall opening up our understanding, our eyes, our ears, that we may hear you, may understand and really grasp what you're doing. So that we're not just walking aimlessly as we're trying to participate in building the kingdom. Now, Father, we have instruction, we have clarity in that instruction, and we know exactly what it is that you've called us to do. And Father, that is, uh, that's worth everything, to know without a doubt what you've called us to do. No confusion, no stress, no worry, but an absolute understanding. So Lord, we pray that as we uh, keep diving into your word, as we keep digging deeper in you, that these things become more and more clear in our understanding and that we may accomplish what you called us to do. We love you. We thank you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. All right. Turn with me to Isaiah chapter 40. Uh, And we are going to talk about this waiting on the Lord. What a good topic. Uh, It does involve patience, but it also involves doing as well. And so we want to give you some tools here on spirit life to live spirit life. That's uh, the point of this Wednesday teaching is to help us live in the spirit because that's really uh, where we want to end up in our growth and our understanding. We want to live in the spirit. We are supernatural people. That's what we are. Uh, We live in bodies, but ultimately we are supernatural people that get new bodies when we go to heaven and we will be celebrating that day in heaven or Uh, if the Lord returns first. So either one, we're going to be excited. But while we're here, we got to learn how to live in the spirit, uh, how to operate, uh, and how to really be effective in what God called us to do. So Isaiah chapter 40, verse 28. Do you not know, have you not heard, the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, does not become weary or tired. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives strength to the weary, And to the one who lacks might, he increases power. Though youth grow weary and tired, and vigorous young men stumble badly, yet those who wait for the Lord will gain new strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles. They will run and not get tired. They will walk and not become weary. And so those who wait on or wait for or wait on the Lord. But before we get to that part, Listen, the Lord knows that we are going to get weary and that we're going to get tired uh, because he says young men grow weary and tired uh, and vigorous young men stumble badly and youth grow weary. And so we know that the Lord knows we can and have the potential to grow weary and to stumble badly. Depending on your translation there, I'm I'm reading out the NSB 20, uh, but the point of it is the Lord understands. He gets that we get weary and you get tired 
and that we can stumble, even uh, young and old, it happens, right? So there's no such thing as a superhuman Christian where we never get tired, we never get weary, we never uh, have a bad day or struggle. And a couple of weeks ago, I did a teaching uh, here on Spirit Life about that. So tonight we're going to go a little bit different with it, but just to give you, a, you know, an understanding of the reality of life. And I, I don't, you know, I'm not talking to you like you don't know this because if you're alive, you understand it. But there's a lot that can make you weary and make you tired and make you stumble. And we're told that that in itself is not, you know, where God's given us, you know, this reprimand and, you know, you're doing such a horrible job. No, he's given us an answer. He says, yet those who wait for the Lord will gain new strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles. They will run and not get tired and they will walk and not become weary. So if you're getting tired, if you're weary, if you're running out of steam, right, you're just, you're, you're running out of it and you're a Christian, one of the first things we've got to understand is that in your strength, now listen, in your strength, it is impossible to serve God and to live here in your strength alone. You can't do it. You can't do both. Living is hard enough. Serving God is can be challenging, difficult at times. So there's no way in your own strength that you're going to live a natural life, which you have to. In other words, you have responsibilities, you have a family, if you have children, uh, if you're married, if you have a job, you're not just supposed to throw your hands in the air and just, you know, act like you don't have any responsibilities. If God's blessed you with a spouse, blessed you with children, blessed you with a job, uh, maybe he blessed you with a business, maybe you're a boss, maybe you're a supervisor, you know, and maybe, you know, you just go to work and you're uh, doing your part in helping build and just putting your time in and you're doing a good job because as a Christian, we do everything with excellence. We do it as we do it unto the Lord. Well, that's a responsibility and that in itself can grow weary. You can get tired physically, mentally, just because life can be difficult. You come home, you've got kids, you've got uh, things you need to get done in a short amount of time, get everyone ready, you get, maybe you got school, you got to get ready for work, you go to bed, you wake up, you go to work, you got kids, and it become very monotonous and extremely tiresome. Now on top of that, if you're a Christian, we you know expect each other, we're going to be at church, we're going to be at meetings, we're going to stay up till uh, 8 o'clock here and listen to Spirit Life, we're going to read our Bible, we're going to pray, uh, we're going to do outreaches, we're going to do all these other things. So it is almost like, as a Christian, we have two lives that we live. We live the natural life that everybody here on this planet with responsibility should live, and we also live a life where we have responsibility to God and our passions and desires and our wants. Like You should, you should want to do that. And how do you find the time to do it all? That's difficult. But if you find the time, you know, it, we shouldn't be shocked that we can grow weary, that we can get tired, that we can get, uh, maybe not burned out, but get exhausted. And there's nothing wrong with that. And the Lord's not saying there's anything wrong with that. We're going to look at some other verses about this topic. But those who wait for the Lord, wait on the Lord, will gain new strength. And here, you know, one thing when you read the Bible, and a lot of people say, well, I have questions, but we don't see the answers. There's always an answer. God never just says, here's what's going on or here's what's wrong. And hey, you know, you're out there on your own, can't help you. No, God always gives you the solution because God uh, is a solution giving God. Like he's not just uh, a Monday morning quarterback telling you what you did wrong, but not giving you an answer. If you know what I mean, it's an old expression. But so God's telling us those who wait for the Lord will regain their strength. Turn with me to Romans chapter 8. Verse 28, Romans 8, 28. And we know that those who love God, all things work together for good, for those who are according, for those who are called according to his purpose. 
And so if you're called according to God's purpose, in other words, if there's a calling on your life, and I believe all of us have a calling, if there's a calling on your life and it's for God's purpose, so you know we got to make sure you're called by God and you have it in your life, we know that things are going to work out for good for those who love God, for those that are called according to his purpose. God's going to take care of you. In other words, he's not going to just give you these passion and these desires and not give you the ability to be able to do them. And, you know, we say, well, that, you know, sounds like you just contradict yourself there. So we live in a natural with all these responsibilities, but we also have a God who gives us passion and desire to go serve him. So where do we find all time for that and energy and how do we balance them? Right. And I'm telling you, if God calls you uh, and you love him, it'll work out for your good. Say, okay, so I'm weary on both sides here. What do I do? And now we're told we wait on the Lord. And if we wait on the Lord, uh, you know, we will renew our strength. Well, we've got to figure this out and get into the understanding of it. Because just saying I'm going to wait on the Lord and renew our strength, it's kind of like saying after the uh, Ephesians armor of God, having done all to stand. And most people think that standing is just a passiveness where you're just standing. No, it's a very active uh, act. It is a very uh, determined position to take. And so is waiting on God. Let's turn to me to 2 Corinthians 12. 2 Corinthians 12, verse 9. And he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for power is perfected in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, I'd rather boast about my weakness so that the power of Christ may dwell in me. In verse 10, Therefore, I delight in weakness, in insults, in distress, in persecution, in difficulties, in behalf of Christ, or for Christ, in other words. For when I am weak, then I am strong. You know, we, we take these, these passages, these verses, we put them together with understanding of how we live now, the spiritual part of our life being called, and we, and we put these together and say, okay, throw these together, let's, let's put them in the ingredients we have, and let's make it make sense so we can function and carry on what God's called us to do. And here, Paul's saying, you know, I don't understand this, but in my weakness, the power of Christ dwells in him. And he wants to boast in that. You see, a lot of people, and I think, I don't know where it comes from, but I think maybe it's in our foundation. Like when we get saved or uh, maybe the church we went to or something. But there's this idea that you become a Christian and there's no more problems. Everything's fine. Everything's easy. Like, you know, the normal life problems, raising kids, you know, relationship, jobs, all that stuff. All that goes away. And, you know, you serve God. Now you have a, a, a call in life, you have a spiritual purpose with your life, and the enemy just leaves you alone, nothing happens, you just sail through it, and if you have any problems, and if you talk about your problems, you're making a bad confession, you're speaking negative things, and so, you know, some of us were taught, well, we just lie then, and we say, okay, it's not lying, it's by faith. Well, you know, you're down and out, and someone says, how are you doing? You say, oh, I'm living glory to glory, you know? Uh, I'm living in the presence of God. I, I couldn't be better. Things are great. And I get, I understand it's a positive confession. I, I understand that. But why is Paul saying, therefore, I delight in weakness and in insults and distress and persecution and difficulties on behalf of Christ? For when I'm weak, I am strong. And he, he keeps going down, I'm foolish and this and that. And he's not doing this to belittle himself. And he's not doing it out of false humility. Now, there's, okay, there's a genuineness to there. There's a power to this. And Paul's trying to get... You and I and Isaiah's talking about it, and you know we read it in Romans, we're reading it here in Second Corinthians, and there's a lot of places in your Bible. It's not a bad confession; it is a understanding. It is a announcement in yourself first and foremost. I can't do this. There's no way 
I can do this. I cannot do this. I cannot perform my natural duties I need to do and the spiritual part of my life as well. I don't have the ability, not only in calling, I'm not talking about just in calling, I mean in just energy. Like I don't have the ability, I don't have I don't have the capacity within me to be able to do all that is required of the natural and that is required of me in the supernatural. And you say, well, is it really, well, no, I guess you wouldn't have to go to work. You wouldn't have to do responsibilities. You wouldn't have to go to church. But let's, let's just say for sake of conversation that we're responsible, mature adults, and we want to do everything we do to God with excellence. So we want to go to work. We want to be in relationship with our spouses. We want our children and we want to be at church. We want to be committed. We want to be a part of it. We want to grow. We want to mature. We want to have people in our life. Like we want to pursue God and move forward. Like that's, that's our heart. And so Paul's saying in his weakness, he'd rather boast in it so the power of Christ may dwell in me so that the power of God can dwell in him. So that he knows, and this is the important part, that he knows without a doubt the reason he's able to do all this is because of God, not him. Not him. Because of God. The reason he is able to do this is because of God. There's a supernatural power. There is a, you call it an anointing. Uh, you can call it a, a, a covering on your life. You could call it a charge of ability, whatever way you would describe it. I'd like the word, there's an anointing. There's a supernatural anointing that comes in your life. It charges you. In other words, it, it puts you in a position to move forward. That comes from being a child of God. It comes from being a son or daughter of God. It comes from being born again. Because God knows you need this supernatural strength to move forward. He knows you need to understand that in your weakness, and there's nothing wrong with that, that God's power is perfected. I really need to understand this, that when you are at a point where you say, I can't do anymore, you've got to say to yourself, okay, in this place, I am going to submit my pride. I'm going to submit my ability and say this to God. Listen. I can't do this. I am weak in this. I can't do this. And this is coming from Paul pleading with God about having a thorn in his side. So he's got an issue going on. And God said, my grace is sufficient. And Paul said, therefore, I delight in weakness and insults, distress, persecution, difficulties. When it's for God. Now, make sure you hear that part. If we're just living foolish and we're exhausted, that's not going to bring that supernatural anointing on your life. That gives you the ability to pursue and move forward and not grow weary or tired because that's not God. So it's got to be for God. Romans said, for those who love God, for those who are called according to his purpose. First thing you have to do, write this down, text it, put it in a group on the, on the uh, comments here. We've got to make sure what we're doing is for God. That's the very first thing. To make sure what we are doing is for God, by God, because of God. In other words, we're doing it for God. We're doing it by God, in other words, by his strength, by God, through him, and it's for because of God. In other words, he's the one that called me to do it. you got to make sure that we're not growing weary in doing things that we're not supposed to be doing. There's, there's no strength in that. There's no strength in that. The second part is we've got to come to a very humble acceptance of, I can't do this alone. I cannot do this without God. Can't do it. I have to have God's power, God's anointing on my life to be able to pursue where God's called me to pursue. 
the third most important part, and let's jump back to it. And when I say most important part, I don't mean in order of, you know, God's not important or the, no, no. I mean in the most important part is that if we don't do this part, the other parts kind of don't matter. We've got to be willing to wait on God until you have an understanding of your call, of your purpose. And so I know I'm making the third thing now the first thing. I know because they're connected. It's like a circle. You can't have one without the other. So you have to wait on God to know and to make sure that you're doing according to his purpose for your life. Once you get that, you've got to humbly accept the fact that you cannot do this alone. You have to have God help you. Then you wait on the Lord to receive that anointing, to receive that supernatural charge, that that power to be able to do what God's called you to do and the responsibilities of the natural without growing weary, without growing tired. And so we put them together. Like I said, we mix them together. We put them together and it would create in you, this is what it create. It will create new strength. You'll mount up with wings of eagles. You'll run and not get tired. You'll walk. You'll not become weary. You'll, you'll be uh, almost boastful in your weakness. You'll say, ah, man, the other day I could barely do it. And that's where I felt God's power on my life. Most Christians, sadly, have never had a testimony of exhaustion or not being able to do it, but they get up there and do it, and they feel the power of God push through them. And one of the ways I like to explain that, that almost everybody can relate to, is you, you have a date planned, uh, you're dating someone, and you're, ready, you know, you're waiting for them to pick up on Friday night, and on Tuesday, you start feeling a little sick. By Wednesday, you feel worse. Thursday, you are full-blown sick. But Friday comes around, and you got yourself pumped up. You're going out. You've been waiting to go out this person for months, and you go. And as soon as you go on a date, you feel fine. You forget you're sick. You feel fine. You're going forward. As soon as they drop you off the date server, man, you feel like you had uh, you know, 10 elephants of sickness sit on you, right? Like it all came back. And what you did there is you put your mind in a place to not focus on what was wrong with you. And instead, you chose to focus on what was in front of you, right? People do it on vacation. They don't want to have plans to go somewhere. They can feel horrible before and horrible after. But during it, it's like you almost forgot. And some people get to a point where they just feel bad and it doesn't go away regardless of that. And we want to make sure we uh, get to a place where we pray God's strength as well in that area. But in this particular case, we think and we say to ourselves, all right, so if I'm going to go to church and I feel exhausted when I get there, are we believing for supernatural strength that you're going to be there and you're tired, but you're not going to be tired? And now not the same as your mind over matter. This is real. This is a real anointing, like the anointing that came on Elijah to outrun a chariot. The anointing uh, was on John when he threw him in a pot of oil and he didn't die. The, the Hebrew boys, when the fire didn't burn him up, right? The anointing uh, that just puts Paul through all these persecutions and shipwrecks and vipers biting him and nothing happens. I'm talking about an anointing, not mind over matter, anointing. There's a huge difference. And so are you believing that there's an anointing gonna, to, going to come on to your life, that God's going to bless you uh, with an anointing because you waited on him, right? You waited for him, on him and for him. Waiting on him is like I'm waiting on God, not for God to show up, but I'm waiting on him. In other words, I'm putting my active, my conscious, my purposeful waiting on God. In other words, I'm not doing nothing. I'm intently, I'm, I'm making a, a purpose in my heart. I'm positioning myself. I am waiting on God. I'm, I'm waiting. I'm pushing my waiting. 
I'm, I'm demonstrating it, everything within me, my heart, my soul, my mind. I'm waiting on God. I'm waiting on him. I'm waiting for him to show up. And what am I waiting for him to do? And when, I, when he shows up, I'm going to get new strength. I'm going to mount up like wings, like eagles. I'm going to run and not get tired. I'm going to walk and not become weary. I'm going to go to that church. I'm going to enjoy the service. I'm going to have a great time. I'm not going to care about the clock. I know I have to get up for work. God knows I have to get up for work. I'm not going to live by the rules of I need this much sleep. No, I'm going to live by that God can supernaturally touch me, anoint me that evening when I sleep, that no matter what amount I get, the next day I will wake up and I will feel like I have the wings of eagles. I will run and not get tired uh, and, and I will not become weary. That's possible. That's 100% possible. There are times where God sustained people all through your Bible of supernatural ways where they should not have in the natural been able to do it. God can and does to this day still do the miraculous in the sense of supernatural provision of strength and power. It's not a forgotten gift. It's not, uh, it's not something, well, it may be a forgotten gift to us, but it's not to God. It's not something he did away with. God's very serious about it, uh, and he's still very serious about it to this day. There are times where I will minister in the morning and the evenings, and, and I, you know, not always do you feel the best when it's happening. But you wait on God. You wait on God. You're not waiting on a Tylenol to kick in. You're not waiting on the medicine to kick in. You're waiting on God. You're waiting on God. And you're waiting for God. And you show up with a, a mindset. I'm waiting on the Lord. I'm here waiting on the Lord. I'm here waiting on the Lord. And you start preaching. You start ministering. You might not feel great. You might not feel uh, like a million bucks yet. But you keep waiting on God. You wait for God. You keep waiting. And somewhere in that service, you will feel, uh, at least for me, that supernatural strength come on you and you'll feel that anointing come on you and you feel like you have the wings of eagles. You feel like I, I could I could run through the service and not get tired. Uh, I could I could walk. I'm not going to become weary. I'm not going to become faint. You could do whatever God's called you to do. You become a, a preaching, teaching, prophesying, laying hands on people machine. You go from there, you go to the next one and there you go. Now the next day, it might catch up to you physically where you need to sleep a little more. But even that rest, that rest in God will be sweet. It'll be, the Bible says, when you lay down to sleep, your rest will be sweet. In other words, you'll, you'll sleep a deep, godly sleep. He'll renew you in the natural because God knows you live in the natural. He's not, he's not you know, thinking, oh, you're only supernatural. He knows you don't have that supernatural body yet. And so God's not up there in heaven and you know, distant from us. He was in a, a man's body form, Jesus, right? All God, but in a body, he understands weariness. He understands tiredness. The disciples, when he told them to pray, they kept falling asleep. He understands that. God will give you strength for that. He'll give you rest that is beyond natural rest. He'll give you energy beyond natural energy. God is not mean, right? God is not this mean God who's called you to do something and then knows you can't do it but sits back and watches you fail. God is not mean. God is for you. Those who love God, called according to his purpose. God is for you. He's not against you. He knows you do not have it within you to do your natural job, your family, your kids, and all this stuff, and go to church two, three, four times a week. He knows you can't physically do it. He knows you can't. And that's why he has an anointing to come upon your life and to give you this strength and to become, uh, you know, I would say superhuman kind in a sense, but to become what 
God needs you to be to fulfill what God's called you to do. You got to remember that he's called you and who he's called, he's equipped. He's not calling people to watch them fail. He's not calling you and not knowing that you were married or that you're getting married or that you have kids or you're having kids. God knows this. He knows you have a job. He knows your life. He's not calling someone he doesn't know. He knows what he's blessed you with. Listen to this. If you have a family, God knows that because God's blessed you with a family. Who do you think gave it to you? If you have children, he knows that. He's given you the children. He's blessed you with that. If you have a good job, he knows it's a good job. He's blessed you. If you have a position at work, he's blessed you. If you're a business owner, he's blessed you. He knows what you are going through because he is the one who's given you these good things. And a job, a house, a relationship, children, these are blessings. They're not burdens. He knows what church you go to. Uh, he knows that you want to be a part of it. He's given you the desire to be a part of it. He's given you the, the gifting to be valuable to that congregation, to that leadership. He's the one that opened the door for you. He's the one that put the anointing on you. God is the one who got the leadership to notice you, who wants you to be there. God's the one who's given you the gifts and the talents that makes you valuable to them and to kingdom building. God knows all this. He's the one that did it. Now, why would God do all this and not give you the strength to do it. Well, he has, and he, he will, but we've got to wait on him. We've got to wait on the Lord. We've got to wait for him to give it. We can't get discouraged, and we can't make decisions based on how we feel before we give God the opportunity to give that anointing to us. And a lot of Christians do not give God the opportunity to give him that anointing because they don't wait on God long enough to get the anointing. And then the other group, sadly, is they don't even know there is a waiting to give God. They just assume, I'm going to be tired tomorrow, and this is going to cost me this, and uh, it'd be better if I stayed home. And we make those based on our flesh. And listen, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. God knows this. He was in a body uh, in the garden that sweated drops of blood. He understands humanity. He gets it. And so uh, we're also told in Hebrews, it's not like we don't have a high priest who can relate to all of our things, right? He's been through everything we've been through. He's a good father. He's a good Lord. And he's a good friend as well. And he knows that. He calls you friends. He calls us friends. So talk to him as Lord, as a good father, but also as a friend and say, hey, yes, I'm struggling. I'm struggling. I don't know how to do all this. I feel weak. And boast in it. You know, not like, don't make a, a Facebook page about all your problems, but I mean, boast in it. Say, hey, listen, I got a lot going on. Why? I'm blessed. What do you mean? I've got a spouse. I've got kids. I've got a job. I have a house. I got all these things. I am blessed. I am beyond blessed. And because of that, I am exhausted. What do you mean? It's a lot. I'm exhausted. Lord has blessed me with so many things. I am exhausted. And I've got gifts. I got gifts. The Lord has given me gifts. They're valuable to church. People recognize them. They want me to, to help with the kids or with the worship or preaching or planting a church or whatever it is. Or, you know, say, wow, that's amazing. Say, yeah, but it is exhausting. And I tell you what I boast in. I only boast in the strength of the Lord because there's no way I could do all this without God. There's no way. It's supernatural. You'll say, well, how do you, how do you have a job? Well, you can't. It's supernatural. Give credit to God where credit is due. You're not the best person on vitamins or the best sleep schedule or you eat right or exercise. Yeah, that stuff might be important. I don't know, I'm not a doctor, but I can tell you what is important. Waiting on God. Boasting that you have the strength to outrun a chariot because God 
has given it to you. That you can live in the belly of a whale for three days and the acid doesn't eat you because God has given it to you. Uh, that you're able to be imprisoned and beaten and all this stuff Paul went through because God's given it to you. Not because you're this great superhuman. No, because in my weakness, in my I can't do it, God's strength is perfected. And so we wait on God. We wait on God uh, tomorrow. We wait on God the next day. We wait on God every day. We're having a service in Windsor, uh, Pennsylvania on Friday. It'll be streamed. You can join us. Uh, and people will want to come, and some will, and some might not because they were tired or it's a far drive or whatever it is. And I, and I understand it. I, you know, I have a whole day ahead of that day, too. I'm not in full-time ministry yet, Lord willing. Hopefully, blessed someday, I will be. But until then, and even in then, the strength of the Lord, the strength of the Lord is what I will rely on, not my strength. And I'll go and minister, and I will believe that when I get there, the anointing of God, his supernatural strength from waiting on him will come upon me, will come upon any of you who join us at night, and not because you're joining us, but because you're doing something for God. You're, you're growing, you're maturing, you're developing gifting, you're participating in a kingdom, you're doing what God loves to church, he loves it. And so whether it's with us or anywhere, I'm not just saying with us, but anywhere that we're doing this for God, expect this anointing to rest on you. Expect it to fall on you and to give you strength. And I want to end here, but I, you know, I want to, I'm excited. I want to tell you, you mount up with wings like eagles. That means they just soar. They don't do anything. They, they're not flapping their wings like a hummingbird, right? They're just soaring on the, on the currents, and they're just moving for hours and hours and hours, effortless, just soaring like an eagle. They're not, you know, just out of breath. They're just moving without effort, okay? Uh, running and not getting tired. Imagine just running and never getting out of breath. Just, you're not tired. You're out running a chariot. You know, you know you outran it, right? Walk and not become weary. No matter where you're going, you won't be weary and worry and this and that when you slow down. You won't weary. You won't uh, grow into a place of thinking about everything. You just, you just relax and you walk. And, you, and, and let me put it into a sense of now. The next day at work, you won't worry about how hard it'll be. It'll just be a day you soar through, right? You have to do twice the amount of work because you missed it because you took off for ministry. You will run, but you won't grow weary. It won't even be like you're working twice as hard, right? And, and you'll go in there and you'll be able to calm down. You'll just walk and you will not get weary. You will, you will run. You will not get tired. You'll just go into work. And you'll stand there and you'll do what you got to do the next day. And you will just not worry about, I didn't get enough sleep. I didn't get this. I didn't. Do no, you will say the strength of the Lord, the strength of the Lord, right? We know the joy of the Lord is the strength, right? Or strength of the joy of the Lord. We know that. Oh, great teaching, different in this one a little bit. But you know, I want you to encourage you that the Bible does not lie. The Bible is true. If Paul says it, Romans says it, and Isaiah say it. Paul wrote Romans, I know, but if we can read these places in Scripture and we've got the confidence that God is not a liar, it's not a liar, then we know in our weakness we can boast and his strength will be perfected. For when I am weak, he is strong. And we also know that in Isaiah, we know that he gives strength to the weary. And the one who lacks might, he increases our power. And though youth grow weary and tired, and vigorous young men stumble badly, those who wait for the Lord, you and I, we are those who wait for the Lord, 
We will gain new strength. We will mount up with wings like eagles. We will run and not get tired. We will walk and not become weary. Because there is an anointing from God that is supernatural that I, I want you to start praying about, to tap into, to start grabbing a hold of that with God. Ask God for that strength according to his purpose for those that are called. Not for whatever you want to do, but according to God's purpose. You can't outrun a car for no reason, but if God wants you to outrun a place and beat a chariot like I, uh, Elijah, you will. Are you following me? He ain't just jump in a fire for no reason, but if he calls you to, it won't burn you just to ropes. We got to remember, it's got to be for God's purpose. You can't abuse this and just say, God, I need supernatural strength so I can play video games till two in the morning and go to work. No, you, you, you want the promises of God. They are contingent. They are hooked to God. It's got to be for God. And so if you're doing the work of the Lord, if you have a family, you're doing all that stuff, and you're doing it all for God, and what you're doing in ministry or church is for God, then you are entitled. You are biblically right. In other words, it's your inheritance. It's your God-given promise. No one can steal it from you that if you wait on God, you will be renewed in your strength. It is not a promise from Jason. It is a promise from God himself. You will gain new strength. So I can say this to you with 100% confidence that this is true because it's the word of the Lord. It's the word of the Lord. You can have this. It's for you. So I want to pray with you, and uh, I want to believe with you that you're going to start praying right now, tonight, and every day that, Lord, I'm going to learn to wait for you, wait on you. I'm going to press into you, and I am expecting that the encounter with you is going to bring into my life strength, biblically strength, that I see right here in my Bible. He gives strength to the weary, and the one who lacks might, he increases power. This is not mind over matter. It's not uh, making something up. It's not a fortune. This is the word of God. It is the absolute truth, promise, can't change, can't be moved, can't be hindered. It is the word of God. It cannot return void. It cannot come back a lie. It is the word of God for you, for me, for all who believe in Jesus Christ and are part of his kingdom, born again in the inheritance of a son or a daughter. So I want to pray with you, and I want you to pray a prayer of faith, believing that your life's going to change. You're not going to live from weary to weary to weary to weary. You're going to live on waiting on God and renewed in your strength. And I'm going to believe and pray for you that you break these these things off your life about how much sleep you need or you know all the... And listen, I'm not giving you medical advice, but your vitamins and all this stuff... God is our substance. God is our everything. God is your creator. He made you. He knows how to take care of you. God knows what you need and will give you supernatural wisdom. Listen to God. Listen to God. Obey God, and God will take care of you. Wait on the Lord, and he will give you strength. Amen? So let's pray and agree together uh, that God's going to give us this strength that we are promised according to his word. Father, we thank you for this uh, word tonight. We thank you for understanding. Father, we ask for all that are praying here that you would give us this supernatural anointing of renewed strength in our life as we wait on you, as we serve you, as we pursue into you. We pray, Father, that we would experience that, that does not grow weary, does not grow faint, that does not tire, 
that, God, we would become able in our weakness through your strength to accomplish all that you've called us to do in the kingdom, that we would speak to our flesh in these bodies and we would command them in Jesus' name to line up with Scripture, to be healed from the soles of our feet to the crown of our head, for our joints to work, our blood work, our, our bones, our muscles, that we would lay down, our sleep would be sweet, that our mind would be sound, that we wouldn't have aches and pains, we wouldn't be falling apart at the seams, but God, we would live and we would live and we would live. We shall live and not die. That we will live here and serve you with all the things that we need, believing for you and with you as we wait on you to renew us, to give us the strength that we can carry on for what you've called us to do according to your purpose. Now, we are praying this according to your word tonight, God. And you are not a man that you would lie. Your word cannot return void. And so, Father, by faith, we believe your word. We claim your word into our life. We believe this truth and we claim this truth into our life. We own it as the living word of God. We own it as truth. We, eat, we have devoured this word. In other words, we consumed it. We've eaten it through our ears. Our faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. We have consumed your word tonight into our body. We know that Christians don't just live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. And we are living on this word, this, this, this food, this spiritual food that not everyone knows of. But we're living on that tonight. We're letting that be digested in our body, letting that truth manifest. And we will expect by believing, and, and it is true, we will expect knowing that this is going to manifest in our life. And we will receive this as we learn to wait on you. And so, God, we pray that you would help us to learn to wait on you. Help us to understand waiting on you. Help us to understand the positioning of our heart and putting yourself in a place of wanting to wait on you, of understanding how to wait on you. It's more than just sitting there, Father. Teach us through the Holy Spirit how to wait on you, how to put ourselves in that mindset of the renewing of our mind, of waiting on you. And Father, we, we thank you that we all have the ability, without a bad confession, to boast to you about where we feel weak, where we feel like we're failing, where we feel like we're not making it, because in our weakness, we can boast that your strength is perfected in us. There's, there's no other way to do this without you, God. We know we can't do this without you. We thank you for all the blessings. We don't want you to take them. We thank you for all the blessings, all the gifting, everything you've given us. Now, Father, we ask that you help us to learn to live a life in the spiritual realm that manifests in the natural body we live in that we may be victorious and successful in the kingdom building you've called us to be a part of. We love you. We thank you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. As always, uh, you know, thank you very much for watching. Go to our website, pffministries.org. Uh, you can see everything we're doing right there. We're, we're going to be Friday and, and a couple weeks uh, heading up north to minister. Uh, you can also partner with the ministry there in prayer. Uh, you can also partner with us financially. Uh, we have a fundraiser going on. There's a lot we're doing right now. And we thank you for all your prayers and all your support. All of you watching, sharing these videos and on YouTube and Facebook and a podcast. Uh, my wife Jenny and myself, we couldn't do any of this 
uh, without you guys, without your support. So we thank you. We thank uh, all the leaders and everyone. It's just been a blessing what God is doing. And so, you know, if this ministry has helped you, touched you, uh, so, you know, given you some kind of help, you know, just share it with someone. You know, let the word get around. We appreciate it. And, you know, listen, uh, we believe God's going to use all of us in 2023 because we're alive now. And I believe the Lord is returning. I'm not saying when, and I didn't say now. I just believe he's returning. And if you're alive now, we believe we are the generation that is here for the generation that needs us. In other words, you're not an accident. So keep pursuing God. Find a good, strong church, a Bible-believing, gift-believing church. If you don't have one, if you're in the area, we've got one, Victory Global, uh, in Windsor, Pennsylvania. Uh, if you're out of that area, call us, text us, find us. We'll hook you up, and you can always join us live right here on our webcams and uh, Zooms and everything else we do. Uh, we want to help you grow because uh, you know the world needs some strong Bible believing signs, wonders, miracle working, healing, delivers out there, biblically grounded and Holy Spirit moving, powerful men and women. The world needs it, and God's called us to be that. So we want to encourage you. Don't give up. Keep pressing in. Keep moving forward. And until we uh, meet again, God bless. God bless. God bless. We hope you enjoyed this episode of PFFM Spirit Life Teachings. If you have any questions or comments, need prayer, or just want to reach out, please call or text 717-537-PFFM or email us at info at God bless.